Hi, this is Zan Banker, and you are listening to Talking Your Way to Change. Unfortunately, I will not be able to release an interview with Matt Boone today as he's still recovering. Um, I have been very immersed in his books and teachings that come from acceptance commitment therapy. One of the concepts that I find fascinating in Matt's book is the challenge to not identify too strongly with your story or the notion of needing to find our true authentic selves. It is a common belief or maybe perhaps a myth that we have this authentic self that is buried under layers of inauthentic selves or layers of what we believe that others want us to be. He writes instead, perhaps we could view our real self instead of being buried over false selves or under false selves, we are more likely creating ourselves over and over again over time. It's not as if our previous selves were false. And now the only real true self is what we have now. As humans, we use language to create stories about ourselves. These stories that we tell about ourselves are powerful and can be limiting or empowering. When I'm listening to people's stories, I like to conceptualize the stories that we tell about ourselves or others within a framework that was developed by Stephen Cartman 40 years ago, and it is called the Drama Triangle. It is composed of the persecutor, the rescuer, and the victim. These are all positions on the triangle and each position is at the vertex of the triangle. We tend to start or enter the triangle at one of these vertices that we are most familiar with or where we get hooked. But no matter where we start on that triangle, we will end up in the victim position. As the label implies, the persecutor is the person who is bullying, preaching, threatening, blaming, lecturing, interrogating, and perhaps acting with aggression. The rescuer is someone who needs to fix someone else. They might see themselves as someone who is nurturing, empowering, protecting, but it actually tends to morph morph into smothering, controlling, and manipulating. If I take care of others well enough and long enough, then I will be fulfilled as the rescuer. It is the only way for me to be loved. The victim, the victim part of us is that innocent, vulnerable, and needy part, this child self that does not get the support that she or he needs. As a child, this is natural. As an adult, this is where we get into trouble. It's only when we become convinced that we can't take care of ourselves that we move into victimhood, believing that we're too frail or powerless or defective and that we need to be rescued. This will regulate us into a lifetime of crippling dependency on our primary relationships. Psychotherapy often deals with how you have constructed your life story. Do you see yourself as a victim of your life or do you see yourself as the hero of your own story? We want to be able to create a story or narrative that allows us to assume responsibility for ourselves and to initiate self-care rather than look outside ourselves for a savior. The love and support that we were entitled to as children 
often does not play out for ourselves as adults, despite our wishes. In psychotherapy, with the help of a trusted therapist, we can begin to explore the stories that we have about ourselves and unpack them, step away from them, and rewrite them if necessary. Narrative therapy was developed during the 1970s and 1980s, largely by Australian social worker Michael White and David Epstein. They helped people create stories about themselves, about their identities, that were helpful to them. This work of what they called reauthoring identity helped people identify their values and identify the skills and knowledge that they wanted to live out. The therapist in these therapies used the skills of listening and questioning. Narrative therapists ask people to look at the events in their life and the stories that they're telling about themselves and that they've created what is called a storyline. In everyone's storyline, we have the events, we have the sequence, and then we have this across time. And then this is all organized into plots or themes that we have created. And a narrative therapist would invite us to reauthor some of those stories, to thicken them, they say, or find alternative storylines that contradict the dominant story. They call this, this creating more alternatives as a thickening. For example, if I enter therapy with a problem of impulsivity and difficulty following through with my goals, the narrative therapist might ask me to comment on the times when I did follow through. They might ask, can you tell me a bit more about what happened during that time that you did follow through? Where were you? Who was around? What were the steps that you took to get yourself ready to do what you did? What do you think was the turning point that led you to being able to do what you did? Was this event unusual or have there been other times when you've done this sort of thing before? So what is it? What is the takeaway today? I think to some degree, acceptance commitment therapy is asking us to hold lightly to the stories we tell about ourselves and about others. In my opinion, the story that you are telling about yourself is important to what you are trying to accomplish at that given time in your history or in your therapy. I like the idea of challenging this notion that I am either my authentic self or not, and that our stories have the power to shape our identities. So what's a takeaway action? What if you wrote down a few aspirations you have for yourself as the main character of your own life over the next year? the next chapter of your life's work. For example, you could create some guideposts, some aspirations. Here is the thing. These may not have been aspirations that you held 10 years ago, and they might not be aspirations that you have two years from now. But what's your storyline for now? Another hack would be to look at your list and see how this list would line up with the drama triangle. We want to make sure that we are the creators of our lives, the coaches, and the challengers. We don't want to be the victims, the rescuers, or the persecutors. Okay, here's an example of my guidepost for the next year. Number one, be me. Number two, try to make a difference in someone's life. Number three, notice beauty. 
Number four, create beauty, wisdom, and art. Number five, learn something new every day. Six, take care of my body. Seven, pivot, adapt, take responsibility. Number eight, no time for perfection. Number nine, don't apologize for who you are. Just apologize for my bad behavior. 10, take care of the things that I have. 11, stay on my side of the street. 12, look for patterns and or synchronicity. Okay, that's all I have for today. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker. Thanks for joining us this week on Talking Your Way to Change. You can also visit our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the show on Anchor or iTunes so that you never miss an episode. If you found value in this show, we would appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or you could just simply tell a friend. I need to alert everyone that this podcast is not meant as a substitution for mental health treatment. So although the podcast deals with psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. Okay, thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.